and thanks for tuning in to the Path 11 podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. And in this show, we are going to be talking about astrology. And I just love this topic. And I would like to introduce you to the astrologist that we will be speaking to. Her name is Shakti Karola Navron. And she is a master practitioner astrologer. She is also trained in neuro-linguistic programming and hypnotherapy, and she has also been trained in facilitating past life regressions and has also been a meditation teacher in Germany. She has over 37 years of experience. She's also the founder of the Master Astrology Academy and an author of the book, Jewelry and Gems for Self-Discovery, Choosing Gemstones that Delight the Eyes and Strengthen the Soul. And Shakti also asked me about my birth chart and the date of birth and time when I was born. And she said that she would like to offer me a small mini report during our interview today. So that will be really cool. And you guys will get to learn a little uh, more personal information about me. So I'm looking forward to that. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Shakti. Hi, April. I'm glad to be here with you. Wonderful. Yes, and you are in Hawaii, and I so wish I was there right now. <laughs> I'm on Maui, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it is a pretty special spot to live in in the world. Yeah, so can you start off just by telling our listeners, how did you come to be an astrologer? Well, that's always a good question to start with. I connected with astrology when I was 18. I'm almost 60 now. So uh, I was on holidays with my best girlfriend, and she read a book about astrology. And I looked at it, and I said, you really believe that stuff? And she said, oh, yeah. So <laughs> when she was done with the book, I read it. And this is when everything started. So talk about peer power. So, so she opened the door to me and for me to even consider paying attention to it. And, and then I really connected with it quite deeply and uh, started giving readings uh, two years later. And I started out with, with friends and family, and then it kind of spilled out from there. So I have been an astrologer now for, we could say, 40 years. Wow. And, you know, astrology fascinates me because I have... I've had really one official uh, reading. It was with a Vedic astrologer that did my birth wow. chart. Okay. And I have gotten some birth charts just online with like a full description. But it uh -huh. amazes me how accurate they have been. And how is that possible that these planets and stars can uh -huh. predict things so accurately? Yeah. Actually, they don't really predict anything. So I always start out my readings when I work individually with people. I always say I'm not a fortune teller. Uh, so, so in astrology, we work with, uh, with an symbols, an archetypal symbol system. So the planets, you can look at the planets as symbolizing different inner aspects of our personality. But then just looking at a chart without having a live person in front of me, I don't know what they do with the potential the, the chart carries. So what I'm saying is each planet in the signs, in the houses, they can be manifested in a multitude of ways. And some of them are more low end and some of them are more high end. So, of course, uh, we want to learn and grow into high, more high-end expression because on the low end, it's where we're sick, where we suffer, where it's painful. But uh, just by looking at a chart, we don't know how somebody manifests. So, for example, Adolf Hitler all, almost had the same chart as Charlie Chaplin. 
So and see what different things, how different lives are created out of the potential which was available to both of them. So as an evolutionary astrologer who is concerned with the karma of a person and what we came in to this life to heal and, and transform, uh, I would say they definitely had a different uh, maturity on the soul level. So that enabled them to, to use the lesson plan for this lifetime in a different way. So, so you could look at the chart as as being your blueprint or or your lesson plan for this lifetime. Lifetime, and then the deciding factor is your state of consciousness. That's the key. So, uh, when I do readings with people, I, I look at the psychodynamic dimension and and the potentials they have and the challenges they have. But I look at everything from the karmic perspective, the soul perspective, as I call it. So, uh, yeah, so my belief is that we are eternal souls going through all these many, many lifetimes in order to grow, in order to grow to higher states of consciousness and towards that point of oneness and, and divinity. So just having a, a chart reading like, like you did can go a long way to create that heightened sense of self-awareness. So I always say for me, astrology has really become a spiritual path because it sharpens my, my own inquiry, my own ability to witness my own uh, process in life and how I react and hold that with, with that witnessing function. So in my own life, it has been truly, truly miraculous and, and helped me through many, many hard times. So you can tell I'm really excited and passionate about it. Yeah. So, okay. So that's interesting. I've never had anyone explain it to me that way. So when you say that our charts are a blueprint, you know, if I'm understanding you correctly, then then our ability maybe to manifest and the, our consciousness and our choices that we make can maybe be either in a relationship or in discord with the planets and the reading, depending upon the choices that we make and what our level of consciousness is. Uh, well, I think we always have many choices in front of us. And uh, there's a range of more low end or more high end. So it really depends on on how we filter, how we we, we understand the world and, and then act on, on that understanding. Uh, so uh, uh, there is freedom, but the freedom is in kind of a framework when we came into this lifetime, we decided, okay, this lifetime I'm going to work on relationships and, and get experience. Like imagine you have spent the last uh, five lifetimes or ten lifetimes as a monk in a monastery. And, uh, and for your next spiritual involvement, you need to know how to, to be intimate with somebody, how to relate, how to do this relationship dance. So this source comes in with a, with a chart where it's all about relationship and connecting and finding out how to do this balancing act. Then, of course, it will be all new and, and challenging to begin with. Uh, so, so just to look at your own chart and get that deeper understanding why you might have challenges in certain areas goes a long way to, to towards making better choices. Uh, 
So, so that's why I'm, even after all these years, I'm still so excited about astrology because I can see that it changes life. Yeah, very interesting. I, I'm happy to hear you say that too, because you know the couple of times that I've had my charts read, it seemed like that there were certain areas in the in the chart that I was just doomed, <laughs> and I was thinking, yeah, yeah. Oh. but that's the kind of the tendencies Vedic astrology has. Okay. So I'm I'm doing Western astrology, and there are two kind of big streams in astrology with a lot of substreams. So the big is Western and Vedic. And the Vedic astrology, even if it's very old and and, and deep, uh, the tendency is that the Indian Vedic astrologers that they do try to do predictions. And actually, in the past, that had has worked better than nowadays, because when you know somebody has done a specific thing in a certain way, and it's a very rigid character, you can pretty much predict what that person is going to do in the future. And then the prediction will work. But the truth to be told, because the future is not set in stone, the predictions are really not airtight. I mean, it's it's dangerous, actually, even, because if somebody tells you, oh, you're going to have a car accident in autumn, and you have a certain uh, potential for that in, in, in your forecast, in your actualization, then uh, if I set that magnet into somebody's field, I kind of, of make it more, more possible that it might manifest that way. So that's why I'm not so happy with a lot of uh, fortune-telling astrologers, because I think what they do, they take away your freedom. So it's not about widening your, your consciousness to have better choices, but they kind of put you in a prison. This is what's going to happen. Uh, so I have a very distinct uh, opinion there. But of course, it depends on the astrologer and the really good uh, Vedic astrologers out there as well. So I don't, uh, it's just, I think the difference between Vedic and, and Western astrology is that the Westerners were usually more psychoanalytical in our approach. And uh, uh, the West, the the Vedic, they're kind of more more event oriented, trying to to predict, which I'm not interested in because I'm interested in helping you grow and and embrace your 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 biggest potential in this lifetime. Uh, so so that's and then there are a lot of different techniques and tools we have in astrology. So that's why it becomes a never ending journey to learn and and. Uh, become more conscious because I am the tool through which all the information in the chart is read. So, of course, I'm also pretty intuitive, so that helps. But, uh, yeah, I'm pretty firm that the future is not set in stone. But there are a lot of potentials, and so more you know about the potentials, so better choices you have to truly thrive in your life. That makes a lot of sense to me, and and I like to think that as well. <laughs> that the future yes, is not yes. set in stone. So don't you worry about it. I have had many, many, many readings throughout my life because I always was interested. How do other people do readings and uh, go about it? And I did get a lot of predictive readings too, in Vedic astrology and all that. And maybe five percent of it ever happened. What they predicted me. If if I mean, it might be even high. So it might have to do with I'm not easy to, to imprint like that. Ooh, this is going to happen <laughs> because my moon is an Aquarius. 
so I have a certain independent streak there. But uh, yeah, future is not set in stone. Otherwise, what were we doing here on, on this planet, right? Right, exactly. And um, I'd like to just talk a little bit about one of your teachers. I'm not too familiar with him, but I know that you trained under Stephen Forrest, and he is the founder yeah. of evolutionary astrology. Yeah. So what, what is that, and what was your training like? Yeah. So, as you know, I have been already a very accomplished astrologer before I even met him. So, I'm originally from Germany. And when I came to the States, I thought, oh, I want to check out the, the landscape here, what astrologers we have and, and what they're doing. So, kind of out of curiosity, I, I looked at the Mountain Astrologer magazine, what, what people are out there. And somehow I connected with him and I saw a photo of his. And I knew I had to connect with them. You have had those moments probably, huh? You meet yeah. somebody and you know there is a karmic connection. So, so then I went to, to one of his seminars and uh, I, I really loved it because he's not only uh, a wonderful, wonderful astrologer, but he's also uh, a Buddhist and has a very spiritual perspective to life. So he's kind of what we call a teacher for teachers. <laughs> so very high end, very beautiful. And I just love him. He's a beautiful, compassionate, heartfelt person. So part of the attraction to keep going there over the years was that he has a really nice group of, of astrologers collected around him. So it's always kind of going back to my tribe and, and having the connection with other astrologers. And I find it very inspiring to do that. Mm -hmm. And he has written many books and uh, really contributed hugely to, to, to the world of astrology. So he's definitely somebody to check out if you're really interested in astrology. Okay, great. Good to know. So you know that I, I teach uh, my Master Astrology Academy, uh, where I give kind of an introduction, how to learn to how to read a chart. So, and then after that, for the advanced teachings, I usually pass my people on to him because then they're kind of ready for a deeper perspective. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's Stephen Forrest. Mm -hmm. Great. And I'm also curious, I'd like to kind of weave some of this in and not just talk about just straight astrology, but you also do astrological gemstone reports. So yes. how are you incorporating jewelry and gems into this? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I used to be a jeweler and an astrologer throughout my life. So I was always doing kind of both. And that's actually what my book is about that as a jeweler, I wanted my jewelry to have meaning and, and not just be beautiful. Of course, that's important. So it was very early on that I dove into uh, the healing gemstones and the metaphysical qualities. And in Germany, I was actually uh, doing a lot of seminar work, which I don't do anymore because I'm on this tiny little island now. But in Germany, I would... Uh, uh, conduct seminars called meditation and healing with gemstones and so i not only pull from my own experience but from people i've worked with over the years and uh, yeah then of course as an astrologer i wanted to find out a way and discover how we can find the true birthstones for somebody not just the birthstones uh, the jeweler's guild has 
developed. So I have to disappoint you. The, the birthstones you find online are usually not astrological, uh, astrologically uh, true or, or, or real. So it's just a marketing strategy, <laughs> a good one. Uh, so, so I came up with, uh, over the years, with uh, what I call the signature of gemstones, which is based on the crystal structure, the color, the chemical composition, and the light reflection index, and uh, relate that back to astrology and the planetary principles. So this way I could really tell for each planet in somebody's chart what would be the most healing and more precise stone to support that point in your chart. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, diamond. Diamond are God's best friends, right? Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, the diamond is, from the signature, it's a Saturn stone because it's the hardest. It's a sunstone because, so the sun is the ruler of Leo. So the sunstone, because um, it has the highest light reflection. In the crystal structure, it's kind of a double pyramid. So it goes into two pointed uh, pyramids on top of each other. So it has a Mars and the Venus connection because of that. So diamond would be a wonderful balancing helpful stone for people, for example, who have a Saturn sun in Leo or uh, Venus in Leo or, or Mars-Saturn conjunction. Uh, so, so there's certain constellations in the chart which are best supported by certain gemstones. And then the next step was to develop, I mean, first I wrote a book about it, to teach people how to do that. And it also has a lot of descriptions of different stones, especially the ones we use in, in jewelry making. And then the next step was to de develop what I call my gemstone profile report, where I have a printout with beautiful pictures about uh, the, the most precise, most supportive birthstone for each planet. So it's a report for 14 different uh, symbols in the chart. And I always say this is the, the gems you want to start out with when you want to have a piece of jewelry because you want to have a stone which is always or for a long time helpful and balancing for you in your main life challenging areas, right? Right. So, uh, but then, of course, if you love gemstones, then uh, you go into a, a, a gemstone store and, and you just love this stone and you love that stone and this one looks so pretty. And, and you should follow those intuitions of the moment because that means when you find a stone pretty and beautiful that right now in that moment it has an energy to offer to you which is helpful. But it doesn't necessarily mean that in a year from now you're still as attracted to that stone. So that's why I came up with a gemstone profile to really give you the the most helpful stones for supporting your your individual journey. Wow, that is amazing. You just opened up a whole new world for me. I've never <laughs> heard of this before. That is so cool. Yeah. And 
And, you know, interestingly enough, there's been so many times in my life where I will, you know, go into stores. I'm not a huge jewelry person, but, you know, I will find just a ring that will speak to me or a necklace and I will wear it for a period of time. And I kid you not, the jewelry ends up missing. It's Uh, almost like it's done and and I can't find it. I've lost so many different rings and necklaces like that. And I just, I just, you know, figure, okay, well, I guess I don't need it anymore, but um, very, very interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I've heard that story before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. All right. It's the wide range, how you want to work with gemstones. So the gemstones you're attracted with for the moment, uh, you can use for meditation, which is a wonderful thing to do, because uh, we Westerners we have a hard time with meditation. The, mo- the moment we sit down and try to calm our mind, usually the mind goes crazy. <laughs> and uh, so meditation for for the Western mind needs a little support. So you can either go the way with. Uh, uh, certain activity like shaking or dancing before you sit down that helps you can have a, a, a trans guided meditation that helps or gemstones so if you lay down on your bed and you put certain crystals on top of you and relating to the chakras or not so you can feel very free and, and investigate uh, so so when you lay down and put gemstones on top of your body or around, you will have a much easier time to go into that deep inner state of relaxation and and your brain waves will change and calm down. So, uh, yeah, and then, of course, jewelry. If you wear jewelry, you have a certain energy in your your energy field all the time. So you want to make sure to either be very attuned to when the time is over, when you're done, or you want to have a gemstone which really connects with your your themes for a longer longer time. Mm. Yeah. Well, and another thing that I found really fascinating that I had never heard of before when I was on your website was... um, location astrology Uh and and I was thinking oh my gosh really and this is where like a relocation horoscope where depending upon where you live that things can change for you if you move to a specific spot Um, yeah so can you talk a little bit more about that and how does that work yeah happy to so uh so first of all the astrocartography is, is, is the name most people know about that. So that's kind of a world map which has uh, uh, certain lines going over it and it relates generally which, which areas are, are beneficial for you. So first I start out with astrocartography, get a sense, look at it together with my client on Skype because I can share the screen. It's really cool. And, uh, and then when I find an area where line goes through, I want to investigate closer. Like people ask me where to move to or, or they have specific uh, places they want me to check out. And then I do what we call the relocated chart. And the relocated chart is your chart uh, with the the, uh, birth date and time, but then for a different place. So you usually get a different ascendant than your birth ascendant, but it depends how far it is away from your birthplace. 
Like for example, uh, I have Gemini rising uh, in my birth chart, which makes me the communicator and storyteller. <laughs> and uh, here on Maui, where I live for 21 years now, I have uh, Scorpio rising, which is a very different energy. Mm. So the planets are still in the same signs, still have the same connections with each other, we call aspects, but uh, uh, they will play out in different ways because the house system has changed. And the houses in astrology, we look at those action fields, where and how we bring in certain So uh, you could look at it as permanent activations of a certain energy flow added to your birth chart. Mm -hmm. And there are definitely areas where, where certain uh, issues then are activated. So, uh, for example, in my relocated chart, I have the sun in the seventh house. And I was here three weeks on the island visiting, and I'm like, my husband, an American. And I always say that's how I got stuck in paradise. <laughs> so, so the sun is in the in the chart of a woman. Uh, sun and Mars are both uh, the symbols for the male we we are attracted to and we're looking for. So here was the male, my mate, in the house of relationship and marriage, and it took three weeks of being here on the island, and I met him. So, so these kind of things are very real. Huh? Wow. So, and then the areas which are more supportive for, for work or, or, yeah, it, it gets very specific. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. Now, so you, you asked me to give you some of my information because you thought that that might be helpful for the listeners. Yeah, um, just as an example. example. Yeah, it's always fun. Mm -hmm. Okay. Did you know you have Leo rising? Yes, I did. Okay, because in Vedic astrology, that's, that's different. Okay, so you are uh, a person who has strong Aries quality, not just because your sun is there, but also moon and Venus. Mm -hmm. So uh, I always like to talk a little bit about your perfect mate and relationships, because I know from live shows that our listeners will have a lot of interest in that. <laughs> so, <laughs> isn't it important to all of us? Oh yes, and my my love life and love story is quite interesting. So yeah, fasten fasten your seatbelts, people. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine so. So so you have both female planets, Moon and Venus, in the sign of Aries, sign of the Amazon, the warrior. Huh? So you're a spunky woman. So what you need in your relationship to feel comfortable, which the moon gives us information about what you need to feel comfortable and happy and, and connected. And Venus, the goddess of love, harmony and beauty, tells us what we're really looking for and need in the way of intimacy and, and on that heart level. So I always look at moon and Venus for for a client when they want to know more about what I'm really looking for in a relationship. Uh, so for you, what you need in a relationship, you need somebody you can have adventures with. You need somebody you can do something together with. You have a project, you have a passion together, you, you, you can do things together along those lines. Mm -hmm. So is that true? That is absolutely true, yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. 
Yeah. But you're also a person who needs a certain depth in her relationships. So it's, um, uh, yeah, honesty, I would say, is, is your main quality you absolutely have to have in your relationship. Deep, deep honesty. And we know we all have uh, sometimes way to skirt this truth a little bit. You ask your guy, oh, I just got this new dress. How do I look? Is my ass looking fat? And he <laughs> says, hmm, no, 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 it's, it's fine. And you know, baby, it does not be fine. All right. So uh, you need somebody who tells you, okay, well, I don't like it so much. I think you could wear something more, uh, more beautiful to, to, to enhance your beauty. Mm-hmm. So even in those small things, you need somebody who's really straight, really uh, honest and deep. And, and you can have those very deep, truthful conversations with. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, really important for you in, in, in your chart. With yes. your chart. Mm-hmm. I would say so. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'm almost tempted to dive into your chart, but I don't don't want to do that too deep. But so we can see that all the planets stand for certain inner aspects when we look at them in the, in, in the psychodynamic way of the planets. And then we can also look at them as gods and goddesses. And... Uh, if we just generally say the planets represent those universal principles, then uh, it makes sense to imagine them as gods and goddesses. And especially when I do forecast readings, which I do, but not in the way of prediction, but in the way of uh, what's activated in your evolutionary journey. Where are you with your themes in your life? And then I tell my clients, imagine the god so-and-so, Venus or Jupiter or whoever it is we're talking about. Imagine that god coming, knocking at your door. And then it becomes a really good image to uh, uh, make ourselves aware that we have certain times in our life when certain subjects and themes are up and in, in the forefront. And then we have to invite that God in and start a conversation. Uh-huh. And again, if you know what's up for the coming year, that's usually the, the frame I look at the coming year, uh, then you have a whole better chance to make high-end decisions. And uh, for example, you have Jupiter in the 10th house in Gemini. So you're absolutely a communicator. Uh, You are one of the people who will always have uh, uh, quite some success professionally uh, because the 10th house is a career house. But also because it's a house of mission, you need to make sure that you are having success with something which is really meaningful for you. Because you you could be successful with a lot of different things. But Jupiter on the higher end is uh, the planet where we look for meaning, for the higher wisdom perspective. So I imagine what you're doing here with your interviews and and your work, uh, that you have figured that out. 
(laughs) Absolutely. I always say, I just feel like it's a gift of what I do because I don't feel like it's work. I really love it. And I feel very connected to my, my purpose and my passion in life. Absolutely. Yeah. But you have chosen that you could have done a lot of different things. Mm hmm. So, so because of where you are with your, the maturity of your soul, you have been able to, to tap into that and, and really do your mission. Mm-hmm. So, so you're a super communicator. And uh, when we have the Jupiter in the 10th house uh, as a transit, as an actualization, uh, then we need to expand. We need to 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 grow out of the box, which you professionally always probably want to do. You always want to include more and and be more uh, expansive and and bigger in your perspective. Uh, so here I had this client, and he had a Jupiter transit going through his tenth house. So I told him. So this is a year you will have a chance to grow and uh, also make more money in, in your profession. So you could ask for raise or you could see if you can advance in the company you're in. He was in the corporate world. And, uh, or you can look for headhunter and, and find a different job somewhere else. So a year later, he came back. I have a lot of people I work with once a year too gets this forecast. So a year later, he came back and said, you told me last year I would make more money. Nothing happened. And I said, <laughs> okay, did you ask for a raise? Did you look for a better opportunity, which was more satisfying for you? And he was, no. <laughs> so that was a missing piece. He didn't take action on the information. Mm -hmm. Mm. So since then, I often tell the story because I want to make sure that, yes, you have all these potentials and actualizations and all that, but then you do need to take action. I mean, the planets don't do it for you. Mm -hmm. Right. So, uh, yeah, and again, the deciding factor is, is all about our state of consciousness and how ready we are to take certain steps. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, why I, I keep loving astrology because it's really so much about growth and, and self-development and, and also to become a better person, to contribute and, and be of service and do something meaningful in your life. And a lot of times what I hear in a reading is that people nod and, and of course, a lot of the, the psychodynamics, I'm mentioning somebody already knows about themselves, but I put it in a different connection, the parts you have known about yourself and, and, and with a deep insight about uh, uh, why, because of the karmic background and framework and, and how to go to find the highest, best, most evolved ways to, to live your fullest potential that can be really life-changing for somebody. So it's just wonderful. <laughs> and I'm curious to know, have you ever had a client where you printed out their chart and there was something in there that you were like, oh my goodness, what is this? I've never seen this before. Or it was just such a unique chart um, that was very uh-huh. special that you could talk about. Yeah. Well, every chart is unique, kind of, huh? but uh, there are certain constellations I know have a high 
potency or volatility. Uh, so, uh, like for example, sometimes people have Pluto Mars uh, conjunctions, or sometimes even with a Saturn in the mix. So I know there is a big challenge around. Uh, uh, violence and and aggression and and abuse and uh, uh, I just had uh, the other day a reading with a mother and her 16 year old son and and he had that kind of, of uh, challenge so uh, for a 16 year old boy uh, he was really amazing I mean he already tapped quite consciously into uh, his potential. So first of all, it had a big connection to his karma. So I think he died on a battlefield. So it's definitely different than dying in, in your bed at old age. Uh, and the, the amazing thing was that he knew when I told him that this is what I would assume. Then he, he said, yeah, I always thought I died in a war on a battlefield. And 16-year-old guy, right? Uh -huh. And uh, so, so we talked about what what uh, PTSD it, it it created and left in him, and that certain reactivity. And uh, then after the reading, the mother told me that uh, uh, he, since a few years that he has an anger problem, uh, and that's the law end of a Mars Pluto Saturn connection. So we discussed in depth how how high end or which high-end choices he would have available to him. So I told him, uh, we talked about uh, martial arts, and he actually was already in a, in a martial art uh, path, and, and he wanted to become an athlete and, and, uh, and all that. So, uh, yeah, it was quite satisfying to talk with such a young person and his mother to create a lot of different awareness and different perspective onto issues they already knew about. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so I, I do parenting astrology, but rarely with the kids in the picture. Mostly I talk with the parents. Quite uh, satisfying because this young guy was amazing. Well, of course, he was a little shy and fidgety and an astrologer, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, he was actually quite mature and took in the material quite beautifully. So it was one of those uh, sessions where beforehand, that was your question, I knew there was a high uh, difficult potential to navigate. And then how it turned out in the conversation was really beautiful. And uh, I do believe it made a big, big difference for both of them, how to go about with, with, with that in his life then. Yeah, and you do have on your website, too, I'm not sure if this is what you did with the mother and the son that you were just talking about, but you also have uh, um, astrological counseling and readings for parents, so parents can better yes, understand exactly. their relationship with their children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, it's an immense help for, for parents to look at their children, first of all, really as independent souls who came in, and, and uh, we tend to connect with uh, soul, family again and again in different uh, uh, positions and different roles we take on for each other. Uh, so uh, just to know the karmic 
background of your child and so their potentials and how to support them goes a long way with with helping you as a parent. Um, yes, yes. Like I had a, another uh, reading with a mom, a single mom with a four-year-old, and she was a, a yoga teacher, and that four-year-old was a firecracker. Lots of planets and fire signs, and and this is really what this soul wanted to 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 learn about this lifetime. So she was trying to calm the, the girl down and tried her to do yoga with her. And I said, no way, <laughs> that's not what I I see here. You should get a trampoline. She was living in New York, so uh, I said, so there's a way that 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 girl can really let go her steam indoors, so like a little trembling, right? And uh, and then you should really try things out because she's very competitive. She needs to, to push against, uh, against uh, uh, somebody out there. So, so I said martial arts or ice skating or, or gymnastics or just see where she resonates, what she loves to do. And this was actually the chart really of, of an Olympic sports person or something. <laughs> wow. so, so I don't know what, what came out of it, but you can give those inspirations. And then you have to try things out and see what fits and what doesn't. But I believe it's very, very helpful. Mm-hmm. And when you read a chart, are you able to see, you know, we kind of always hear the term old souls or, you know, know that maybe people have reincarnated many times. Are Uh you able to get a feel for that when you see charts, if that is true or not? Yes, I do. I mean, in general, I would say we're all old souls in in some respect, because uh, I'm sure we've gone through many, many lifetimes. But uh, then when we look at the level of ignorance in the world, uh, there's definitely uh, there are big differences in in how evolved or mature uh, people have gotten over time. Mm-hmm. So there there is a, a a connection that people who do use astrology usually are are more open and 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 interested and mature because they have reached a certain level of of questioning their own ego structure and wanting to have a more wisdom-based spiritual perspective. Uh-huh. So, so that's really what we look at in the chart, is what's really your spiritual purpose in this lifetime? What is it all about? What's, what's this destiny we all want to, to connect with? And, and the chart can really give us a lot of information about that. Okay. Now, in talking a little bit more about your 20-hour online training, now, you've been doing this for years, you know, years and years and years, and the 20-hour training, does that just give the basic skill set to be able to look at a birth chart and understand the houses and the different planets? Yeah, but from an evolutionary perspective. So... uh, so what I do in, in, in the videos, so they're on a platform, so you can go in and do it in your own timing. Uh, so, so what I do, I teach about all the, the, the science, 
what the qualities of the different signs are. I teach you about all the planets and their meaning. I teach you about aspects and, and of course, a karmic connection with the South Node and the North Node. And then I pull it all together and teach you how to actually do a reading. And uh, at the end of the seminar, you will know how to read a reading, to, to read a chart. Mm -hmm. And then you're ready to dive in and connect with other astrologers and get it. You can read any astrology book because you have that ground laid. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so so I, I do uh, advanced classes once in a while, but I have to have enough people who did the groundwork. So it's worthwhile to do the advanced classes. So for now, I often send people on after the classes to uh, Stephen Forrest. Okay. All right. Wonderful. And can you tell our listeners as we're beginning to wrap up just where they can find your information and yeah. you know, maybe a little bit more of some of the other things that you're also doing there through your website and your trainings? Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So my, my main website is MauiAstrologyReading.com all one word, MauiAstrologyReading.com. And there you can basically get uh, your gemstone profile. You can uh, look at all the different readings I'm offering, like the birth chart reading, love and relationship readings, parenting readings, forecast readings, uh, astrocartography, uh, so for people who have done a reading with me, I also do what I call astrological counseling, which is just an hour. So you might come with, with a decision you have to make or an area you will just want to gain more clarity and see what's going on for me right now. So um, I call it uh, a meaningful conversation <laughs> I'm having. Uh, so, yeah, so I usually do my readings on Skype because then I can also share the screen if I want to show something. And I love to see a person. I have a little visit there. And uh, then I can also read the energies and, and my intuition comes in then uh, more deeply. So, so I love Skype. It's, when it works, it's fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, also you can find my, my book on the website, Julian Gems for Self-Discovery. So there's a lot of information on that site. So that's a good place to start. And through there, you can connect with me. Well, thank you so much. You have really piqued my interest, especially in the gemstone astrology. That, that's really uh, uh, fascinating to me. Um, yeah. And I just want to thank you for taking the time to take a look at my chart and just share some of that information. So I really uh, appreciate that as well. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome, my dear. Well, so and, I'll give you one piece for your chart. Sure. Uh, so your North Node, which we look at the symbol for your future, your purpose, your, your karmic destiny. And that is in Libra in the third house. So for you, really what you're doing, is a, which is basically about teaching and communication and finding your own voice and expressing yourself. This is really what you set out to do this lifetime. So you're well on your way. Good work, girl. All right. Thank you. That's nice validation to hear. <laughs> okay. Well, 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 no more. You have to come for a real reading. Yes, I, I will. I would like to be there in person, actually. But um, uh -huh. maybe, maybe it is on my it is on my vision board, you know, to, to okay. get out there. So okay. maybe, make sure you call me up when you're here. 
Okay. Well, thank you so much, Shakti. And thank you for being a wonderful guest on our podcast today. Mm -hmm. You're so welcome. Thank you, my dear, for having me. If you'd like more information about our films or to purchase our DVDs, you can head on over to our website at thepastseries.com. They're also available to purchase on amazon.com. Our films are also streaming online at vimeo.com, guyamtv.com, and iTunes. If you have a show suggestion or would like us to interview someone specifically, please feel free to shoot us an email at info at thepastseries.com or send us a tweet at the past series. Please rate and review us in iTunes and subscribe. We hope you enjoyed the show. <laughs>